1: floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Welcome to this hour of the program. If you've got a home improvement project on your to-do list, let's get it done by picking up the phone and calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT because we are here to help you do just that. And Labor Day is upon us, and to most people that means the traditional end of the summer season, Leslie. But to us, it means it's the perfect time of year to kick off your fall home improvement project. We've got some of those project tips coming up, and we'd love to hear your questions as well.
2: And we give you permission to take this weekend off. You guys can relax, you can kick back by the beach, have some barbecues, but make a list in your downtime and think about what you're going to be working on. Now, you know, we've had a drought that's going on in most of the nation, and it's showing no signs of actually ending soon. So saving water was always a good idea, but now it's critical. We're going to have some tips on water-saving fixtures that let you use less without giving up any of the conveniences. That you've come to expect.
1: And even though so much of the country is in a drought, you still need to think about protecting the wood around your home from the wet, damp weather ahead that can rot it away. So, we're going to give you some tips on how to protect wood from rot, wear, and tear in just a bit.
2: And also, this hour, one lucky caller is going to get a sparkly clean house thanks to Mr. Clean and Swiffer.
1: That means it's a do it yourself project. Yes,
2: you have to do it. (laughs) They're not coming. We're actually giving away a prize pack of 50 bucks worth of top notch cleaning supplies including two Mr. Clean magic erasers. Now, I probably use one of these on a daily basis. And if you've got kids and crayons in one house under the same roof, you know that you're going to need one of these at some point. And truly, the magic eraser gets everything off of anything. It's like amazing. I wonder what it's made out of. It totally rules.
1: So let's get to it. The number is one Money Pit 888-666-3974. Leslie,
3: who's first?
2: We've got Alex in Illinois on the line who's dealing with a painted fireplace. Welcome, Alex. How can we help you today?
3: I've got a, a Mediterranean-style house, and it's got this beautiful brick fireplace, but someone painted it. looks like latex paint. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what's the best way to remove it without damaging the brick and the least amount of headache for me.
1: Very difficult. It's right, very yeah. difficult because the brick is very absorbent. It's like trying to remove paint from a sponge. It's down deep into the brick. And so if you were able to remove it, the, the thing is, Alex, you're never going to be able to get out all of the color from that brick because it's soaking uh-huh. in. So I would prefer that you repaint it in a way that you're going to be happy than try to pull it off. Because I'm afraid if you do try to pull it off, you'll get make it most of it off. But it's still going to... Yeah. Has some color to it.
2: It's still going to have like a wash or a right. faded color right. to it, or in like a worst case scenario, like speckling of the color in the brick. You know, like in those yeah. holes where it's so super porous.
1: I mean, you really you could try it without risk. So you could yeah. use a, a paint stripper, and you you wouldn't want to use anything too harsh like a pressure washer or, or heavy wire brush or anything like that because you will damage the brick. But you can use a paint stripper and try to get some of it off and see how it goes. Uh, if if it gets off and it doesn't look several, too bad.
2: going to several times. You're going right. to keep doing it.
1: If you can get it off and it doesn't look too bad, then you keep going. If not, you give up and you just choose a nice new color and you just pick up from there.
3: Yeah, because I read someone had talked about putting paint strip on and then putting like a canvas strips on it and then peeling off that canvas strip. And oh, the paint it's like off waxing.
1: That's the type of stripper that you use. Some strippers work that way where you put the stripper on and you put, you, you put a strip of plastic Uh, or paper over it, and it increases the heat as the chemical reaction occurs on the stripper and kind of activates it. But if you follow label directions on the stripper product that you use, um, you'll know if you have to do that or not. That doesn't apply widely to all stripper products.
3: And the other thing is, I mean, I know you can have it sandblasted and get all the paint out, but then the brick will get, you know, it'll The brick will the brick. get
2: very worn. The, I mean, the other thing that you can do is if you think of putting and, you know, it, I don't know what the mantle's like. I don't know how much depth you have there. I you know, I don't know what the room is. But, you know, think about this option. You could do a brick or a stone veneer right, and just right. apply it on top of the surface. This way you're sort of starting from scratch if for some reason the paint doesn't come off and... You right. really don't want a painted surface. And that is not a terribly difficult project. It shouldn't be a tremendous amount of money. And if you go with a veneer, you know, you're using a thinner layer of the stone or of the bricks. You're not dealing with the weight issue. Plus, yeah. you would want to make sure that whatever you might be adding on there, that your foundation or whatever is supporting that wall with that hearth and that fireplace could support that additional weight.
3: All right. Okay. Okay. All right, <laughs> does that help you out? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just wish there was a I wish that they had never done it in the first place. Well, most <laughs> people
2: don't. Yeah, it's like they they paint it's terrible. Yeah,
1: exactly. People
3: paint brick like the worst thing you can do because there's like no going back once it's done.
1: That's right. You're absolutely right, Alex.
2: Okay. Well,
3: thanks, guys. Thanks.
1: You're very welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money
2: Pit. Marianne in Virginia is on the line with a roofing question. What can we do for you today? We had a.
0: Terrible windstorm
2: here about a month ago,
0: and um, re- it just wrecked havoc to the roof. There were a lot of loose tiles. Um,
1: what kind of roof do you have, Marianne?
0: It's just the just a basic asphalt asphalt roof shingle right now. roof. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you said tiles. Just want to make yeah. sure we you knew what kind of shingle you had. Okay,
0: right, and there's and there's just like one layer of shingles on, and so um, the question that I have really is. The roof is only like 17 years old, and I know just from living there 16 of those years that we're going to get these windstorms, and what I would like to know is what would be a good roof to replace this with, or should we put like a second roof on top of it or uh, a metal roof?
1: Okay, so kind of a multi-part kind of a multi question. First of all, let me ask you, how long do you expect to stay in the house, Marianne?
4: Oh, a good while.
1: Like a good while, like the entire life of the new roof? Sure. Okay. So here's what I would suggest. First of all, if you're going to be in the in the house a long time, we always recommend removing the first layer of shingles, not putting a second layer on. And here's why. If you put a second layer of shingles on, because the first layer is underneath, it tends to act as sort of a heat sink. And because it stays hotter and warmer longer, it more quickly evaporates the oils and different materials that are in the shingles and causes them to fail quicker. So the cooler the roof, the better. Take off the first layer of shingles. And so far as making sure that the roof is not going to blow off, there are high wind resistant shingles that you can buy.
2: And Owens Corning, they make um, a very attractive sort of dimensional looking asphalt shingle that I want to say goes up to 120 miles. Um, So I, you know, an hour, I would start off with their website. Um, But you definitely want to get a roofing shingle that's made to withstand high winds. And there are even some that will maintain, you know, higher wind gusts there if, you know, say you're in Miami-Dade County. But I don't think you need to be, you know, that crazy. All right. Well, thank you very much.
1: You're welcome, Marianne. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
2: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Happy Labor Day, everybody. We know you're having a good time. You're barbecuing. You're thinking about home improvement projects. Take this weekend off. I'm giving you permission, but Tom's going to make you make some lists.
1: Consider it a planning weekend, you know? It's a good time to think about next weekend's project, yes.
2: You know I'm doing the radio show in my bathing suit. I'm like waiting to get
5: back in the pool. (laughs)
1: 888-666-3974 is the telephone number. And Labor Day is a time to honor all that we've gained from American workers. But it's also a time to plan those projects. So we'll have some ideas to help you get started next.
3: Hey, this is Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs, and I've just been told that Tom and Leslie might have a dirtier job than me. I find that hard to believe, but then I heard they work in a pit. Eh, It's a money pit, but still filthy.
5: The Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools, your trusted name in quality hand tools. To learn more about their complete line of quality tools and everything for your toolbox, visit stanleytools.com.
1: Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
5: And I'm
2: Leslie Segretti.
1: The number is 1 888 Money Pit. You know what is just as important as spring cleaning? Well, fall cleaning. And you can get a squeaky clean home for this upcoming season because today we're giving away a bundle of those cleaning supplies from Mr. Clean and Swiffer. The six products include the popular Swiffer Wet Jet Starter Kit and Mr. Clean Outdoor Pro Multi-Purpose Spray. Package is worth 50 bucks. Going to go to one caller drawn at random from those who reach us on today's program. The number is 888 Pit.
2: Next up, we've got Marvin in Colorado on the line who's got an electrical question. Tell us what you're working on.
6: Uh, I have an older home. It's about 50 years old. And um, the wiring is the well, it's standard insulated uh, two copper wires, you know, black and white. Right, insulated, but it doesn't have the uh, uninsulated common ground. Okay. And I was interested in putting in a GFIs in the bathroom, in the kitchen. Will those
1: work? Yes, but here's what they'll do for you. If they're installed correctly, and I would encourage you to have an electrician do this, what they can do is they will detect a ground fault and shut off. They won't actually ground, but they'll detect, they'll still detect the ground fault. So you can use a GFI on an older wiring system like that, and if it's installed correctly it will protect you from getting a shock from that outlet um, without technically being connected to a house ground. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's got to be installed just right to make it happen, so it's, I wouldn't recommend that you do it yourself. I'd recommend you have a pro come in and, and do it for you. Okay, Marvin? Good, that's good. That's easy. Alright, well good luck with that project, Marvin. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit
2: Well, this Labor Day, we hope you will take some time to relax. I know I'm going to try as soon as we go off air and enjoy all the benefits that have been provided to us by American workers. But we also hope that you'll enjoy planning ways to improve your own home.
1: Well, for example, it's the perfect time of year to think about the change from cooling to heating your home and to change your furnace filters. Just remove the old filter and replace it with the most efficient one you can find for your system. Now, if you've got asthma or allergies, you might want to consider a whole house air cleaner. They go. A big step further in reducing even the minute particles from your indoor air that can make you super uncomfortable.
2: Mm -hmm. And you know what? This is also a great time to start thinking about your garden, too. In fact, if you've got tulip bulbs, now is the time that you put them into the ground so they'll be nice and pretty come springtime. It's also the time of year that you need to remulch your garden and use extra mulch if you happen to live in an area with a really cold winter. Also, clear away any fallen leaves from your flower beds because if you don't, you're just going to end up with some rot growth there. So really keep your flower beds clean. It's probably something you're gonna have to do over and over again as the leaves start to fall. And finally, fertilize your lawn one last time before the ground freezes to really give it some oomph to, you know, stand up to the winter.
1: And, you know, a few of those well-timed projects right now are definitely going to save you a lot of trouble through fall and winter and have your house looking great come spring.
2: Now we've got Charlotte in North Carolina on the line, who's got a popcorn ceiling that, you know, doesn't have butter on it. <laughs> Charlotte, tell us what's going on.
0: Well, what happens now, we have a brown stain on the ceiling from the leak. We've had the leak repaired, of course, and it's a popcorn ceiling. I've always hated this popcorn ceiling. I'm not opposed to getting rid of it. But I'm just wondering what's the best way to make the repair here because I'm afraid if we just take off the section where the where the stain is, it's not going to match anymore. You know, it'll you you know, be like a repaired look. What would be your suggestion?
2: Now, is it truly a popcorn ceiling? Like when you reach up, you sort of end up with remnants of it? Or is it like a a textured stucco ceiling?
0: Whatever that drywall is that they kind of make and they spray on the ceiling.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing. You've had the roof leak. The roof leak's now repaired. Yes. Has it physically damaged the ceiling, or is it just the stains you're concerned about?
0: It mostly looks like the stains. To me, it looks like there might be one small section that might have a little bit of a bulge in it. All
1: right. Well, let's ignore that for the moment. What I would suggest you do is to use a good quality primer and repaint that ceiling. Now, if it's just a very limited area, you could prime just the stain and leave the rest If it's a bigger area, you've got to prime the whole ceiling. But if you use a good quality primer there, like a Kills or a Bin or something like that, then that should seal in the stain and you could put paint on top of that. You will have to paint the whole ceiling if it's not been done recently, but... If you seal with the primer and then paint it, that will make the sealing stain disappear and preserve the popcorn. Removing the popcorn at this point is just a whole lot of work that it sounds like it's really not necessary for you to do unless you just don't like the look of it.
2: Thank you very much. That'll help a lot. I appreciate it.
1: You're welcome, Charlotte. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
2: Now we've got Phil in Mississippi who has a lumber question. What can we do for you?
6: Hey, I recently had an opportunity to acquire about 500 treated 4 by 4 I ate timbers, and okay. I'm fixing to start a new home construction in about the next thirty days. And the only way I figure I'm ever going to be made of money is out of my sweat equity. So I was going to saw these in half and turn them into the two by fours that I would use to for my studs for my walls. But I, I was not sure if anything in those treated four by four timbers would leach out into the house over the years and cause any kind of harm due to the chemicals.
1: Interesting question. Um, not that I can think of, because we do use treated lumber for sill plates all the time, and I've never heard an issue related to that. But boy, it's going to be a lot of work for you to uh, saw those 4x4s down to 2x4s because...
2: Tom, any concern about the integrity of the lumber? You know, is there... You know, because posts, well, traditional studs are kiln dried and these are more wet from, you know, the chemicals that are used.
1: Yeah. You may have a lot more movement inside the walls. That's true. So you could get a lot more twisting uh, as a result of this. I mean, four by fours are typically very wet. And even if they look dry on the outside, once you cut them, they could, you know, basically twist like a pretzel. So you may find that you frame walls, you frame walls with them, and then you find out that uh, you know the walls have all kinds of bows when it's way too late to fix them. So, you know that. Listen, the cost of two by fours as part of the entire home uh, construction budget is, is is fairly minimal. So I would really think twice about whether or not it makes sense to do this. You might just want to hold on to them, use them for a retaining wall, use them for landscaping projects, that sort of thing. I, I don't think if it was me. I would consider this a, a a good use.
6: Okay, well, that's exactly what I needed because I had not even thought about them not being kiln cool dried. I just assumed they were There's, just like two by four. So no, they're that's so
2: wet.
1: Yeah, they twist like crazy. I, I've seen them. I've seen them twist ninety degrees sometimes. It's really nuts.
2: Oh wow. Okay. Well, guys, I do
6: appreciate it. You might have just saved me uh, a major headache twenty years
1: from now. <laughs> All right. Well, we're so happy we could. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit.
2: Jonna in North Carolina is on the line with an electrical question. What can we do for you today? Uh, we
0: were wondering, how many 20-amp um, outlets can you have on one circuit?
1: Hmm. Okay, well, it's a it's a 20-amp circuit. So, Jonna, it doesn't really matter how many outlets you have. What really matters is how much you're plugged into those outlets, because 20 amps is all the circuit can take. Does that make sense? In other words, if you have a 20-amp breaker and you plug in you know, more than 20 amps, the breaker is going to trip. So you right, can put in as many outlets house, as you correct? feel like you need. Well, it's not the service for the house. It's the service for the circuit. So let's say the house has 150-amp service,
4: mm-hmm. and you're going
1: to have some number of 15-amp circuits and some number of 20-amp circuits and so on. But John is saying, well, how many outlets can I put in? You can put in as many as you want. You can, just only, do, you can only power 20 amps or up to 20 amps at a time. Got it. How how do you want? Why are you asking the question? Where do you want to use the circuit?
0: Uh, in our bedroom.
1: Oh, I mean, how many outlets can you possibly put in? You're going to have one about every six to eight to ten feet, right?
0: Well, we're actually we're redoing our whole house. Okay. We're we're remodeling the entire house, and we're running electrical, and we're putting plugs where we think we would, you know, use them.
1: Well, that's smart to do, and and frankly, twenty amps is a big circuit for a bedroom circuit. Typically, the bedrooms, and the lighting circuits are fifteen amps. The uh, circuits for the for the kitchen, for example, and for the garage would be twenty amps. Okay. All right.
0: I think my husband were putting uh, twenty amp outlets uh, throughout the house. I think they're all twenty amps. Well,
1: that's because that's what guys do. We like to we like to go big on everything. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up, does your water bill seem to be creeping higher and higher and higher? You can save water instantly just by changing out some of those fixtures. We'll show you how to choose ones that will really help you save water and money after this. On the
6: Money Pit Radio Show. Pick up the telephone. Fix up your home.
5: The Money Pit is brought to you by Anderson Windows, the number one brand of windows in America. Now, enjoy 10% off all special order Anderson windows and patio doors at the Home Depot, including the Anderson 400 series double-hung replacement window, making it easy to replace your old windows. Follow through September 12th. See the Home Depot for details.
1: Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Hey, do you know if the water in your home is really healthy? You can't necessarily tell that from its smell or taste. But if you log on to MoneyPit.com and search drinking water, we've got step-by-step advice on how to get the healthiest water you can. It's all online at MoneyPit.com.
2: Joni in Wisconsin's on the line with a cleaning question. What can we do for you?
0: Hi, it's a pleasure to talk to you, too. Uh, Thanks, Tony. I have a uh, screened-in patio. It uh, spans about three and a half feet wide and about 4 feet tall. There's a wooden break in the middle, so mm-hmm. basically it's about 8 feet tall. But there's the span of the screen I need to clean. It's not the real strong screen, so I don't want to bow the screen. How do I clean that?
2: Now, we have a screened-in patio ourselves at my home, and the screens are not removable. They do take a beating, you know, because we get a lot of wintry weather and just particulates in the air. And whenever, you know, I'm doing my weekly cleaning, I'll take my vacuum attachment with the upholstery brush. And just kind of go over it from the interior. And that does a great job, actually, of getting a lot of the muck out. And I don't really have to press too hard because, like yours, it's not the most durable screening. But, you know, it does its job. And then what I like to do come springtime, when I'm really going to be out there a lot more, is from the inside or outside, depending on if I've got furniture out there and how wet I can get it, I'll do, you know, just a soapy water with a soft bristle brush and lightly give it a good cleaning and a rinse. And, you know, that really does a great job of doing it. And if you want some more step-by-step instructions or maybe if you're looking to replace it yourself, Tom and I have written a... sort of a guide, you know, a bonus chapter to our book on moneypit.com, and it's called A Fix for Every Season. And we do have a project in there with Arrow Fasteners about replacing your screens for your screened-in porch or doors. And, you know, that might be something you want to tackle come springtime.
0: Okay. Well, I I thought of cleaning it with, a like, a sprayer from the inside, but I have a wooden base. So I didn't really want to get that wood wet.
1: Too well. You can get it a little bit we- a little bit wet and not have to worry about it. You know, as long as it doesn't stay soak and sop and wet for days on end. Mm-hmm. But certainly getting it wet to clean the screen is nothing you should be concerned about.
2: Oh, thank you very much. If your water bill is making you woozy, you've probably been thinking about figuring out how to cut down on your water use lately. And the good news
1: is that there are lots of folks driving demand for water-efficient products, and manufacturers now offer many options in products that really perform, but save water at the same time. Richard Tuthui is the plumbing and heating expert for TV's This Old House, and he's here now with the lowdown on low flow. Welcome, Richard. Hey, guys. So when most of us think about cutting back on water use, we immediately think that we're going to have to put up with a slow-flowing shower or a toilet that won't flush. But that's changed Changed a lot, hasn't it?
7: You know that's right. Performance is really the buzzword now. When those low flush toilets first came out, they didn't work as well as they should have. Now people are getting uh, water saving with the performance they expect.
1: We used to call those the flush twice models, yeah.
7: And <laughs> it was yeah, it, they didn't quite work. I, I think the legislation uh, came ahead of the technology. We've caught up though. Which now
1: we have uh, flush twice models, but for a, fu- a whole different. Reason We've got toilets now that literally have the button for a number one and, right. and a button right. for a it's number a, two. It's a
7: dual flush, and that's a great invention because so often you only need it for the number one nothing.
1: Most of the time, and so you really save quite a bit of water that way. Add that to the fact that the toilets now need less water altogether because of changes of design. The, the trap design had a lot to do with that, didn't that's it? That's right. You'd, there's a certain physics you need in order to make that trap work. And the trap, of course, is sort of the path that the waste takes on the way out of the toilet. That's right. And the old ones were wider, but they were not glazed, and there were restrictions in those.
7: You actually have to create a siphon inside of a toilet. You need enough water to be able to pull that water up into the upper part of the trap and then pull it back down again. And that physics wasn't worked out at the time the legislation came along. Right now, they work as good as we could ever dream.
1: Now, speaking of legislation, uh, there's a program that's out not that many years now, very similar to Energy Star, called WaterSense. That's That's a good thing to look for, isn't it?
7: Right. It's a certification from EPA, and it sort of becomes a clearinghouse on what products are sort of blessed and can perform the way they're supposed to.
1: Theoretically, those are going to work um, and save, I think, up to 30 percent uh, more water let's talk about shower heads. man there's one thing you want in the morning is a good shower you're almost willing to pay for that water right. on the recreational budget. How are the low flow shower heads working today?
7: Well, I think anybody can remember those very first shower heads that came out where you got a fine spray that you didn't even know if really water was coming out, and the idea was that in order to save water, you had to suffer and, <laughs> and now it is it it feels as generous as any shower head you know we did one on Ask this House this year, where it could come out at uh, 1.5, but you could just hit a button on the side, and it would be even less, and it still was a great shower. So you're talking about 1.5 gallons per minute? Per minute. And then when you shut it off, it defaulted back to the, the regular setting. So it lets you choose... Uh, what you wanted to do, but in either case the shower was so generous that you didn't feel like you were suffering.
1: Now what about uh, aerators on faucets? Have they changed as well?
7: They're really just like the shower heads now that, you know, in the earliest days the extent of water saving was just to take the equivalent of a of a squashed dime and drill a small hole in it (laughs) and hope that the water came out. But now they've got engineered aerators that give you that beautiful uh, flow uh, with a really low consumption.
1: And the engineering really is the key. These guys have figured out how to use less water but really have them perform just like the water-wasting forerunners. That's right. The
7: science is caught up with the legislation and almost all aspects of water conservation. So
1: making these few simple changes can really add up to substantial water savings. They can. Now, Richard, replacing a toilet requires an investment. Same with faucets, uh, You know. same with shower heads. What if we want to just do something with what we have right now? Is there anything that we can sort of add to our existing plumbing system that'll help us save some water?
7: Well, if you've got a toilet that's an old-style toilet and you want to make it more water-saving... There's a really cool device that allows you to turn it into a dual flush unit in a retrofit.
1: Okay, and dual flush, of course, that means half flush or full flush? That's
7: right. And so you have to change both the flush valve, the thing that makes the water go, leave the tank and go down to the bowl, okay. but also the fill valve, the, thing that, the valve that makes the water refill into the tank. You change them both, they're about $25, you've got a pretty a modern toilet
1: covers you for both number one and number two. There you go. Richard Rathui, the plumbing contractor on TV's This Old House. Thanks so much for stopping by The Money Pit. Great to be here.
2: Catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and a step-by-step video on this project and others, visit thisoldhouse.com.
1: And This Old House is brought to you by State Farm Insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Up next, your beautiful wooden fence or deck isn't going to be beautiful long if it's not protected from the elements. We'll have tips on how to do just that after this.
5: The The Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools, your trusted name in quality hand tools. To learn more about their complete line of quality tools and everything for your toolbox, visit stanleytools.com.
1: Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone. Give us a call at 888 Money Pit. It's OK. You can be having your Labor Day barbecue with, you know, the tongs in one hand, phone in the other. We're happy to help you answer any grilling questions. Oops, I spilled ketchup on the deck. What do I do? Let the dog lick it up. It's Labor Day. Relax. <laughs> well, pick up the phone and give us a call because one lucky caller who makes it on the air with us this hour is going to get some great cleaning products from Mr clean and swiffer now the six products include a swiffer wet jet starter kit and a wet jet power pad refill with the scrubbing power of mr clean the prize pack is worth 50 bucks you've got to do the work yourself mr clean is not knocking on your door so sorry about that you got the supplies for a nice tidy house come the holiday season so give us a call at 888 money pit
1: 888-666-3974
2: john in nebraska's on the line with a kitchen painting question tell us what's going on over there
4: i've got a kitchen project and what I've uh, we're doing, me and my wife, we're painting our kitchen and uh, we've ran into a situation that uh, above our stove we uh, replaced uh, our range here recently with a downdraft and uh, like I say we want to do painting and we've got uh, cracking behind uh, the stove you know, the area and, uh, you know,
3: I th- so
1: is the wall surface itself cracking or is it like the seam or what's, what, what are you
3: seeing?
4: I'd say it's probably the paint. I believe we used like a, I'm sure it's a latex. Light. And unfortunately, you know, I think one, I'm sure one of our downfalls, we don't have a backsplash.
1: So how about this, John? Why don't you, why don't you make a black splash? How about if we tell you an easy way to make a backsplash out of tile? Would that work for you?
4: Okay, sure. I'd I'd listen. So
1: there's a product called Bondera, B-O-N-D-E-R-A, and it's a self-adhesive mastic. So it's kind of like contact paper. It's got glue on both sides, though, and you roll the stuff out, you stick it on the wall, and then you can basically stick tile right to it without having to use any of that sort of goopy glue mastic and you stick the tiles right on there, it's perfect for a backsplash, then you grout it and you're done. It is like definitely the easiest way to do a tile backsplash, sort of no fuss, no muss, and you could get a backsplash done inside of a couple of hours, you know, if you plan out the tile sizes correctly. John, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, there's nothing like the beauty of real wood around the exterior of your home, but with all that beauty comes a bit of maintenance. It's best to make sure your fence, your siding, your patio furniture, and even the play sets that your kids play on are able to stand up to the elements. And the experts at Flood, a proud sponsor of The Money Pit, have some tips to help you do just that.
2: That's right. All exterior wood does need to be protected with a good waterproof finish. But you're going to need to prep that wood first. And that means ridding the surface of any dirt, grime, contaminants, old finishes, anything that could be sitting on that surface that could interfere with the sealer. Now, Flood makes a wood finish remover and a wood brightener that's going to take care of that job. You just have to follow the instructions that are on the container.
1: Now, you also used to have to wait a few days after prepping before applying a finish, but that's changed now. Flood has a one-coat waterproofing finish that can be applied simply within hours, so there's no waiting days or for anything to dry. You can enjoy it sooner. Flood, one coat waterproofing finish is sold exclusively at the Home Depot. You can learn more about that product at Flood.com.
2: Here in Colorado is on the line and has a bathtub question. How can we help you? Yes, thank you for
0: taking my call. Uh, I moved into Old House in Colorado. Okay. Hello, I'm sorry, dogs.
2: (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) And you moved in some dogs too. (laughs)
0: That's right. And I have a cast iron tub. Okay. And should I refinish it or change it to uh, California modern style plastic
1: one? Well, well, there's really two questions there. I mean, if you love the old style, it's definitely worth refinishing. They're beautiful. They're irreplaceable. And, you know, if you decorate your bathroom around that, I think you'll have a really beautiful space. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to go that route, then, of course, you can always remodel. But I wouldn't be in a hurry to do that because, you know, cast iron tubs are, are few and far between.
2: Mm-hmm. That's why you can buy them from architectural salvage shops at such a yeah. great cost because they're so desirable. Yep, exactly. Oh, really?
0: Ah, mm-hmm. So by refinishing it, do, do I chemically... Well,
1: you can, listen, you can do it yourself, Eric, but you're better off to have a pro do it because it really is quite a difficult job. There's a lot of steps to it. You have to, big process. That's right. You have to make sure that the new finish binds to the old finish. And if you can have a pro do it, I think it'll last a lot longer than if you do it yourself.
0: Oh, Oh, no, I have no plan to do it
1: myself. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome.
3: Suggestions. Thank you. Good, good job.
1: Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, if you're like most people, you never give a second thought to your smoke detectors, but would they really be able to alert you to danger? We're going to tell you how to make sure your detectors are working correctly and safely after this. Hey.
5: The Money Fit is brought to you by Anderson Windows, right now at The Home Depot. All special order Anderson windows, patio doors, and accessories are 10% off. Replacing windows or patio doors is always a big decision. Saving 10% on Anderson and lowering energy bills? Well, that's easy. And Anderson makes replacing your old drafty windows easy with the new 400 series tilt wash double hung replacement window. Now 10% off at The Home Depot valid through September 12 US only. See store for details.
1: Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement radio show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler
2: and I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey all you tech savvy Money Pit fans out there. Did you guys know that there are more than 500 million users on Twitter right now? That's insane. You guys should be barbecuing. It's Labor Day. So if you're one of them, why not follow us here at Money Pit? You will get quick current articles and home improvement advice, and of course, chances to win exclusive prizes for our Twitter followers. Just follow us at at money pit and you'll get a whole host of info there plus lots of fun ways to share what's going on at your money pit and while you're online you can post a question in the money pit community section like mike in texas did and he wrote my smoke detectors are a few decades old (laughs) wow antiques that's crazy they still work when i push the test button but do i need to upgrade them is there newer or better technology don't they actually have an expiration date printed on them
1: well, probably not. But look, if your smoke detectors are more than five years old, let alone a few decades old, Mike, um, it really is time. He's probably exaggerating. I don't think they were around a few decades ago.
2: <laughs> sure, they have been.
1: Few decades, 50 year old smoke
2: detectors? A few. Few is two to me, 20. Years. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, listen, it's time to replace them, okay? Because here's the thing about smoke detectors and, and carbon monoxide detectors and any of those sorts of monitoring systems. They don't just work when you have a problem. They're on all the time. They're constantly sampling the air. So you have to remember that any appliance that goes through millions of cycles a year like that is going to wear out. It's a good idea to replace smoke detectors every five years. As far as technology, yes, there is new technology. The technology isn't super new. Basically, there's two types of smoke detectors, Uh, one that detects flame and one that detects smoke. These dual sensor detectors have become pretty standard today, but I would just make sure that you pick up a newer one. You'll probably have it covered. So uh, time to uh, tear out the old ones, Mike, put in a couple of new ones. Make sure you have one on every floor of the house and protect yourself for the next few years properly.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, Mike, the new ones are date stamped and they will tell you right on there, this was manufactured X date, good for five years. So you do need to replace them. All right. Jen in Kentucky writes, can you give me any tips on getting rid of cockroaches? I've had an exterminator and they disappear for a while, but then they come back. Gross, Jen. I'm sorry. You're giving me the willies.
1: You know, I mean, look, if you've got a cockroach problem, there's really a multi-step approach that you have to take. First of all, You have to change the situation that promotes them, which is usually an abundance of food and water sources. So check for leaks, check for cracks, check for food that you're leaving out on the counter or that's spilling out or pet food bags, any of that sort of thing. You want to eliminate those hiding places because if they don't have hiding places, they're not going to have a place to hang out. And rather than use sprays, which as you have experienced will give you temporary success, consider using baits. They are far more effective because They take them back to the nest, share them with all of their cockroach friends and eliminate many more of them that same way. And then finally, use traps on an ongoing basis to monitor the population. If you see that a lot of uh, the traps are filling up, then you may need to improve the amount of bait that you have around. But it's really a multi-step process, and that's what will keep them under control and out Uh. of sight.
2: Yeah and which is really what we want. Now I'm going to go like thoroughly like wash my hands. It always gives me the willies. I don't know why. I'm sorry Jen. I know they're in your house but I'm for you.
1: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Thank you so much for spending this part of your weekend listening to us. We hope we've given you a few ideas, a little inspiration, a little information to help you take on your next Money Pit project around your house. If you got a question, you can reach us 24-7 at 888-MONEYPIT or log on to moneypit.com and post your question in the community section. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Remember, you can do it
2: yourself. But you don't have to do it alone you live in
4: a body pain